0: Welcome to the Connected Mom Podcast, where we have real conversations, helping you to connect more deeply with God, more empathically with other moms, and more intentionally with your child. I'm Becky Harling, your host, and we're happy you're here. And I have with me today, my co-host, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Becky, so what is our topic today? Hey, we've got a big one. We've got a guest with us today and I am excited about this topic. Hey, girls, before I introduced our guest, if you have struggled in any way with any kind of blue or depressive feelings after giving birth, this is your podcast, and we want you to tune in to today's discussion. So our guest today is a friend of mine, Ashley Hudson, and Ashley is a lover of Jesus, a licensed clinical social worker. She lives in the De- in Denver, Colorado with her high school sweetheart, two beautiful children. And through her practice, Pearl and Process, Ashley treats trauma, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. She uses a web of storytelling and practical teaching. Ashley strives to equip parents and their support systems to properly detect and respond to mood and anxiety disorders with confidence and compassion. Ashley teaches courses through her online platform, provides both virtual and in-person therapy, and has written several books through Amazon. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you, Becky. It's good to be here. I'm excited to be here with you guys. Hey, it's we're excited to have you. So today we're talking about peri- perinatal, I communicate for a living and can't say that word, but... <laughs> Perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Okay, decode that for us, Ashley. We need that in common girlfriend language. Yes. Yes.
1: So we call them PMADs for short. So perinatal mood and anxiety disorders include a whole spectrum of different conditions that can occur from conception all the way up until technically perinatal includes that that first birthday mm. of the baby. But we actually see these symptoms can linger up until sometimes two, sometimes even three years, depending on the provider you talk to. So these conditions, while we largely think of postpartum depression, because that's the more common vernacular we have used. Now that we've done more studies and we have more information, we know that it actually can present as anxiety, Mm. which is actually more common than depression. Mm. Um, We see conditions like OCD, bipolar, psychosis, PTSD, all of these different forms of conditions can surface during this season. And so what happens, and it's a common and honestly, it's really damaging misconception, is that we keep our eyes out for feelings of sadness, but we miss a ton of mamas who are really struggling with symptoms that don't match depression. They might be experiencing more obsessions or compulsions, scary thoughts, anxiety, et cetera. So it's important, and that's why we are really specific now with using that P. That, um, acronym. So, yeah, it's much more than depression, but depression is definitely a problem for sure that we need yeah. to address. Yeah, hmm. I mean, there is. Becky brought it up, like the baby blues. We kind of have that vernacular too, um, and then the postpartum depression, which is a real thing, and then postpartum anxiety that you have just mentioned. So, can you tell us a little bit of the difference, and and then maybe like physiologically, why some of that's happening? Because I remember when I had um, my kids, it was like, well, it's just a bunch of hormones. Like You're kind of out of whack. And, and, and is that true? But if you could kind of tell us, like, what's the background on some of these? So the thing with pregnancy is you create more estrogen. You create three times the amount of estrogen in one pregnancy than you do your entire life when not pregnant. Hmm. And these hormones impact your brain. Right? It's not like your brain is going to go untouched by the slew of hormones that take over. And so when you give birth, there's a really steep drop in that estrogen. And the impact can be something like sadness, tearfulness. Mm-hmm. And for some moms, that tends to kind of go away. After seven to 14 days, Um, I think depending on, again, who you talk to, it's not as black and white as we would like it to be. But if a mama is predominantly sad and not able to sleep when the baby's sleeping, maybe she's having some escape fantasies is what we call it. So you might hear her say, gosh, I regret having a baby. I just want to fall asleep and not wake up, Mm -hmm. things like that. That would be what we would consider on the more depression side of things. And quite honestly, moms who struggle with anxiety also have the, have those thoughts. Um, suicide, you might be surprised, is the leading cause of death for moms in the first year postpartum. And Colorado has one of the highest numbers. Wow. Um, but that's not just- to Colorado, obviously, there are moms in, in all different states that um, take their own lives. And it's really, really sad. And a lot of that is not just depression. A lot of it is they're so overwhelmed by the anxiety in this season, especially with COVID, um, that they they just don't know how to manage it. And the hormones, like you're describing, Sarah,
0: those fluctuations only make it that much harder. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and, yeah. you know, I was thinking... Um, I know several moms who have delivered in the last couple of years and the birth itself has been wildly traumatic, not gone the way, you know, everybody comes up with a little birth plan, whether they write that down or they don't, or whether they imagine it in their head. And then the birthing process doesn't go the way they want it to. And it could be really traumatic. And then there's the whole problem of like they get home and baby's not nursing. Everybody has pitched them this whole idea that nursing is going to be this beautiful experience. And I mean, it can be, right? But it can also create a lot of anxiety. Like, what am I doing wrong? I can't figure this out. I'm having problems. And I just hear a lot of moms that have given birth just feeling categorically overwhelmed, you know? And so how do we know when something switches? I mean, I kind of think every young mom after she delivers needs support, right? But how do we know? Hey, all you moms out there, this is Becky Harling, and I love creating resources to help you connect more empathically with your child. One of those resources is a book that I wrote called How to Listen So Your Kids Will Talk. One of the greatest skills you can cultivate, really enhance that connection with your child, is the skill of listening. So how well do you really listen? This book is loaded with practical ideas to get your kids talking and to help you as you listen. You can buy it wherever Christian books are sold. You can order it on Amazon or anywhere else. So I hope you'll get a copy of the book and put the work into listening to your child.